From IHD Radio, I'm James Meston. This is the For Teachers podcast, a podcast about teaching for teachers. Today we're going to continue with the next panel conversation from the Caesar Middle Years Network Day at the end of last year. If you haven't heard episode one yet with Janet Coomer from Xavier, it's fantastic. Definitely check it out after you finish listening to this one. Today, we feature a discussion with teachers from two schools working in very different locations and contexts. We have Kathy, Hannah and Anne from Kildare College, an all-girls secondary school in Adelaide's northeastern suburbs, and Tony from St Mark's College, a multi-campus Art of 12 school in the regional city of Port Pirie. A great conversation that really calls things how they are in terms of the challenges they've faced and what they've learned about effective middle school teaching for students today. Kathy, Hannah and yep. Anne from Kildare. Great to have you here. Thanks very much for coming along today. And Tony mm-hmm. from St. Mark's in Port Pirie. So a very different uh, uh, sort of different kind of environment. So it's going to be great to kind of come through looking at all the, the differences and the, um, the similarities, the comparisons and those kinds of things. So you've come into the network like halfway through this year only. That's right. Yep. What was it that made you guys get involved in it at this point? Um, we actually were um, enlightened to the group. We, we weren't we weren't aware that there was a group. Okay. And how did you become aware of it? We received some information that did get through to us, and it was like, oh my goodness, there's a group, there's a network. This is what we need to join. Why did you need it? We needed it because um, we um, had our year sevens already start and we felt as year seven teachers because um myself and hannah and and are all year seven teachers so we felt the need that um for support but why did you need it like so you 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 like heard about it you immediately went for it we need to do this as year seven teachers because this is a problem we actually heard about it as well when we were um professional development um with donna Pentecost. Uh-huh. We heard about it there too. And yep. we weren't part of the network yet. Um, and we had learnt some amazing things that day um, that really, yeah, enlightened us in realising we needed to do this. So we got the information and met some people that were part of the network there. Yeah. What was it that jumped out at you that made you go, oh, we need to know this. This is a great bolt out of the blue. Was there any particular thing that was said that you went, oh, wow, light bulb moment? Lots. Yeah, and one of the key things that Hannah and I were there together at that one um, was when Donna really made it clear that in middle years that a year the year sevens are very different to the year eights are very different to the year nines, mm-hmm. and um, we knew from different things that we were doing at our school that we really had to impart that back to the teachers. So I think that's something that sat with us that was yeah. really strong that's like we've got to get this message across because of being a small school um, we do have teachers that might be senior teachers that are teaching say even year eights and year nines Mm -hmm. and that they're maybe not um, understanding pedagogically or um, developmentally where those students are at so the expectation of what they were thinking so we had then information that we could you know we could say whatever we wanted but if we've got data and evidence behind us, it's a bit more powerful. Right, so you guys seem really fired up, for sure. So you've come into it. What has changed already? Like, what have you already 
gotten in terms of what the network has given you already that you've been able to apply? Oh, so much. I think one of the things is having more staff come on board too. So um, since Kathy and I attended that session and we joined the network and has joined us, um, we have also got um, our Director of Teaching and Learning on board um, and my goal for next year is to get um, more leadership on board as well. So that's that's one one thing. Right on. Yeah. So getting on board in terms of the network yeah, or in yes. terms of the ideas behind what you guys are doing. Both. Both. Yeah. yeah both. Um, What's it been like getting getting other members of staff kind of on the same sort of on the same wagon as you guys in terms of trying to change the whole idea of, of middle school experience? I think with um, the year seven teachers, that's been. Uh, amazing and terrific and very much appreciated because uh, we work as a very close collaborative group so that's been positive um, and then from the uh, other middle school teachers that there's been absolute positives from that too because we're being able to support them in different ways it's just that we've identified that because we've come in later we really need to keep pushing this through for um, next year and have more come come and be part yeah. of of it so i mean the network was first started a couple of years ago as we said before as a mm -hmm. as a kind of a response well not a response but maybe it was like facilitated in part because of the year seven transition happening mm -hmm. i mean how do you feel that the year sevens coming on board at kildare has changed the way in which middle school is taught there it's changed um a lot so we have introduced and gone full steam ahead with PBL and inquiry. It's changed the dynamic of the school. It's changed, mm. yeah, a lot. It's Hannah was heavily involved in transitions as well, yep. which we did differently. I thought you might like. What did to you do share. in terms of transitions? Um, last year, I went out to the schools, um, mm. all of our feeder schools, us girls that were already enrolled mm -hmm. at Kildare, and went and visited them all personally, um, and took students with me as well into their school. Yeah, right. So getting them um, comfortable with familiar faces. Um, they could ask me and the Kildare, current Kildare um, students questions. What did they ask um, you? Oh, um, how do I lock my locker? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, do you do netball? Um, just, you know, just the... Do you do netball? Yes. Yeah. Um, I kind of figured you did. Yeah. <laughs> Who, me personally? Oh, no, just the school in general, <laughs> I kind of figured. Shooter. No. Um, but <laughs> do you I, do netball? I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, not anymore. I think, yeah, I think it was really, really good. The girls, yeah, they were comfortable and they were able to ask anything they wanted. Um, they could even ask, I had questions about, um, you know, what's the bullying like at your school? You know, what, what do you do? You know, I'm having trouble here at the moment yeah. in my school with bullies. How do you deal with bullies? Things like that. So, um, I don't think they would have been confident to ask those questions when they were killed air on their official transition day which we also do yeah. um you know when they've got the whole new cohort their um unfamiliar faces whereas they were with me maybe with somebody else that was enrolled at killed air too at their school's familiar you know mm -hmm. setting for them And you felt that it was uh, a really important need for you to go out and see the students because they were younger? Is that it? Or did you kind of go, this is actually a good chance for us to rethink the way that we look at how we get students transitioning to the school? Was this something that you was a new thing that you had it's started actually, doing? We've no. done it um, for a couple of years okay. at least at Kildare. And then yeah. what we've changed for this year, though, is um, we're actually having more groups come in. 
because we've found that mm-hmm. having them come into us as well and then see it live and happening because we have got the sevens now, that's been a positive. So bringing, um, so even though we have our formal transition days, we've had other days that the the um, the students out the sixes can come in and see and have an experience with us yeah as well so um we just heard beforehand about the experience that xavier was has had in terms of its transition was done for middle schooling i'm really curious to know two particular things firstly like how much of that resonates how much of it is different let's let's start with that like how much of it did you find resonated sort of as a universal thing and was there any kind of key differences that you went oh that was actually a bit different for us definitely when janet was talking about what the sevens uh, well, even with the nines, but if we talk about what the sevens are like and uh, that they're ready to come across, mm. they're ready. And that's one of the little conversations we were having that we found that they're ready, definitely, and they'll, they, you know, immerse themselves into um, our college very quickly. But what we did notice as year seven teachers is that you have them wanting that maturity, but then the next minute, we're humanities teachers and mm. an Italian teacher, they want to sit on the floor and have the stories. So we do um, explicit reading time. Uh-huh. So we do do the skills like what Janet was talking about too, lots of skill-based in preparation. But then when we were saying, okay, um, if they were doing their independent reading, we um, they could sit wherever they wanted to. Mm-hmm. And in our classes, we've tried to also um, go in that middle ground of having some bean bags and some chairs and different places for them to sit in as well and different mats. So we read about in primary school how they have the, the mat defines where the boundary that they have to sit in so that's just not all like random okay so and that they like that they like that yeah. and then also so because we've got some students with um special needs that they like to have that boundary as well that no they're on the pink butterfly mat and that's okay but in talking about the um oh, it's gone from my head sorry pink butterfly mat pink butterfly mat on the mat oh when we would have a, like reading time and we'd say okay we're we're going to be reading this particular I'm going to read something to you they want to go and sit on the floor and it's like okay that, that clearly took you by surprise it did yeah. and then look Hannah they still do they still do yeah, yeah. We so were, we're doing Advent at yeah. the moment and they wanted to sit on the floor and hear me tell the story of Jesus's birth. Yeah. Now. Right. In term four. And, yeah. and that takes. So how's that going to? But how's that going to be next year? I mean, are you using the same kind of curriculum pedagogy that in the year seven classes that is in year eight and nine? Is the eight and nine sort of? So there is a big. What are the big like juxtaposed differences between the two? This year, with them coming in, um, we now have um, integrated subjects. So we have hums, which is what Kathy and I teach, and. Year eights are only for the first time next year going to be experiencing that. Okay. So it will hopefully roll on and it will hopefully, yeah. One of the things that we did in preparation for our sevens coming on board is we had a three-year transition program Mm -hmm. where um, we knew that our nines really needed something different because of the nines, how their their maturity is and how they um, develop and how they look at school. So we knew we really needed something different for them. So instead of starting off our project-based learning in nine and then working back, we thought it was a perfect opportunity to actually have our PBO and our integration start at seven and then in 2020, roll it into eight, and 2021, it hits nine. Okay. So that was our steps that we were looking at taking, having to take place. Okay. So our sevens have experienced what we call um, hums and STEM 
uh, but our hums is our English, our history subjects, our has subjects, mm -hmm. including citizenship and um, business enterprise. And then we have um, in there our religion as well. So it's say three subjects integrated. Yeah. And in our STEM, it's all your tech, your um, science. Mm -hmm. We do have math sitting on its own because they have a program that, they, that we use, um, the maths department have. So we integrated those two areas, and then that rolls to our eights. So our eights are what we call our traditional still this year. They go to a different history teacher, a different um, English teacher, and different religion mm -hmm. teacher, possibly. Sometimes they overlap. So they'll have hums and STEM next year. And then hopefully in year nine, it will be a more integrated. And we're trying to have, um, and Hannah's part of a special group of dreamers, and we're trying to have some of the specialty areas really our hook into our PBLs. Yep. Yeah. So then, so is the vision then, once that's all rolled out and mm. all those transitions are done, mm. it only really changes in year 10, going back to that more traditional secondary yep. school kind of experience? Correct. Okay. So and is there, I mean, what's the, oh, I don't say that like I'm interrogating, but what's the mm. evidence around that? Like what's, what has made you decide that this is the way forward? I'm a leader of learning at Kildare College and we have two other leaders of learning and we were, were integral of putting together that program, the, the strategic plan there, to be honest. Yeah. And uh, the reason why is I'm a middle school trained teacher. And I was fortunate enough to have Pendergast teaching me when I was at Charles Darwin. There, there go. we go, through all lots of her, she gets around, doesn't she? So um, because I'm middle school trained and had that understanding and then I've got people who I work with in, as other leaders of learning, we, we felt that there was that need and we had the evidence that a middle school needs to, there needs to be the different differences. And purely what was reinforced to us when we had our first network meeting about how different a middle school student is to a second, a senior student, mm -hmm. but how different an eight, a seven is to an eight is to a nine. Yeah, right. um, and then treating the tens differently. So um, that we've taken all of that on board right. to propel us to the place we're at now. So in a way, has the year seven transition allowed you to be able to, it's given the open the door essentially? 100%. Yeah. It's opened the door and, and there needed to be a plan at our college of how that would look and feel and what norms we could put in around that. Yeah. Yes. And we also then, sorry, developed the middle years coordinator and senior years coordinator because it was set, we never had those positions. So they were new positions. Um, two years ago. I'm sure that with the network you guys have all sort of come together and had lots of conversations and interactions around these kinds of things. Have you seen any specific differences that uh, that are more applicable only to the fact that you guys are in an all-girls setting as opposed to other things? What do you think is different about your, your school setting as opposed to one that's co-ed or an all-boys setting perhaps? I think it's more about, I mean, there are obvious differences between male and female, but I think it's more about the developmental age in general I don't yeah. yeah I really don't think there is um, I think it depends on lots of different factors as well yeah so you can you know you can talk about male and female you can talk about sex but you could talk about 
you know, different cohorts. Yeah, um, I guess. I think yeah. that the reason is I was at a, at a day not long ago where it was a whole bunch of different schools had sent representatives from a whole bunch of different ones. Mm. And um, I was just telling the guys who were here from St Paul's beforehand, uh, you could spot straight away without looking at the uniforms or the badges, which were the boys who'd come from an all-boys setting, for instance, because yes. they kept hitting each other all the time. Every time they were in a line, they pushed and all that kind of stuff. So it made me really stop and think of going, that's got to have some sort of, um, uh, you know, pedagogical impact on the way you teach knowing. And I've also been to another all-boys school where I know that the teachers all have uh, whistles around their necks because they walk into a, into a room mm. and they have – see, so I see you pull a face there going, clearly that's not the kind of experience that Kildare is like. You don't need a whistle to get the attention of the students when you walk into a room. No, no. <laughs> Sometimes a bell. <laughs> <laughs> Big groups, whistles still work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, we have, I mean, I, I think that actually, to be honest, it's hard for me to say I haven't worked in an all-boys school. Yeah. Um, so I, I can't comment on that. But what I can say is that that comes back to your classroom practice and your pedagogy as well. Yeah, right. And, and how you run your classroom, mm. um, I believe, that comes back to the the teacher but I have not taught in an all boys school so when the boys in St Paul's are up they might share that they've got experiences yeah um, so is relationships there? are really I mean, different between yeah teaching so, in a co-ed or an all boy yeah. and all school how are they different school. I would say that in an all girls school you have to really build those relationships and you have to build them early and you have to maintain them throughout the year mm. so you can't as often go in with those sort of hard classroom management practices where you are blowing a whistle to get attention yeah. because you'll get them offside and then for the rest of the lesson they're, they're switching off and not engaging because they think that you're not respecting them. So I think that this is my first year teaching but I've had placements in co-ed schools and coming into Kildare as an all-girls school I've noticed that it is so much more relational yeah. and that a lot of the times they want to talk to you and tell you things. Mm -hmm. um, the year eights are all obsessed with boys at the moment so <laughs> I'm getting a lot of... Um, boy talk but uh -huh. it's nice that it called, we can talk about those sorts of things and then use that to get back on topic so the only thing is different. that I found a bit different so I have um, boys in my senior in my English senior classes so um, a girl will take a while to forgive you yeah but um, your male student will walk in the next day and everything will be fine. <laughs> so that, that's just one yeah. thing. And I've observed that year after yeah. year. I've, I've heard that. Well, I heard one yeah, teacher who was teaching at an all-boys school and who taught in both, yeah. both all-boys and all-girls. Mm -hmm. They say it's so much easier in that regard in teaching at an all-boys school because if you go up and just like, like, for instance, if they're doing a drawing or doing a painting or something like that, yeah. um, uh, and said, oh, I think that would look better if you um, did that. And they'd go, oh, okay, sir, sure. But if you did that in all girls, it'd be like, yeah. oh, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I'll think about it. Mm. They take it. I would I say that you have to choose. Maybe <laughs> we have to choose our words a bit more carefully. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I think you can also easily. It doesn't matter what gender. You can easily offend people. So, as a teacher, part of your role is yeah. to, you know, you're building the capacity of the uh, and the and the confidence of the child all the time. So you're going to be constructive with how you give and deliver your feedback and feedback is one of the key things. Yeah. And I, I think too, um, just going back to what you were saying before about it's all about being relational and building mm -hmm. relationships and doing it earlier, like mm -hmm. clearly then having the year sevens up earlier only helps that to help sort of yes. develop that sense of trust, of, of rapport and those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. How do you feel that the school and I guess you as teachers specifically have kind of like grown through this experience of, of the year sevens coming in? and also being involved in this whole network too and what that's given so far. 
Well, for me personally, I've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed teaching year sevens. Um, and I love teaching middle years. I'm not one of the, there are teachers that don't like to, but uh, I was happy to be middle years trained. Yeah. I don't, I enjoy the challenge that I receive from them. How do you feel like you've grown as a teacher in teaching year seven? Even more patient. You have to have more and more patience. So my colleagues might say that I'm not patient in the teacher world part of life. They were saying that. Yeah, they were. I know. The they were going time. eye rolling. Um, <laughs> but in 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 classroom, hundred percent, you just have to have be even more patient with the sevens. Mm. Um, I think I've grown um, even more in the way of differentiation, scaffolding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, once again, I think it's even elevated how I do work with them relationally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, getting into their world and what they're interested in is just beautiful. And I guess, too, like any kind of like habits that I guess you've had of going, okay, so we're going into year eight. This is how the the, the curriculum runs. This is following the car, blah, 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 blah. Yep. This yeah. clearly has mm-hmm. been a point of going, okay, the kids want to sit on the mat and hear me read mm. to them. Okay, um, all right, quickly, let's readjust. Um, yeah. Let's yeah. change. Yeah. yeah. And, and a good teacher would just go with that. So that's what we yes. I do. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's the giving them time mm. and accepting that things take time as well as one of the things that I have um, struggled with initially. But yeah. now I think I've really changed in that area as a teacher. Um, and, you know, knowing that it's okay that things are slower, slower paced when you have been working um, – with senior classes for years and that's the only experience you have or and then you're working with your sevens it's really really different mm. and it is a lot slower paced um i know kathy and i have had many conversations about that and you know where mm. we're going mm. with our learning plans and what would any but that it's that that's okay yeah. yeah one of the things um i think i'd really like to share is with our integration we felt that um when we when we were looking at even tasks we sometimes would have multiple tasks uh, running in the classroom and what we realized by the end of partway really through term two it was like this is not working at all poor kids you know what made you think that like what was the what what was the big red flag the red flag was because we asked them and talked to them and give them student agency student voice so they're sharing with us about how they're feeling constantly and we also have the classroom norms that we set up for our particular class but we then straight away had our conversations collaborated and changed we run one integrated task through at a time and um it's been working it works a lot beautiful yeah, what right. we've seen we're about to have mm. um an exhibition on a pbl um that we've just gone through you know it's been a couple of months now we have holidays in between and but it's been you know a, a big chunk of time um and to see what they have learnt and how they can express what they've learnt and the feedback that they can give and have given is, you know, just because we have said we're doing this one, we're now, you know, chunking it, mm-hmm. I guess, and doing one thing rather than doing lots of lots of things at once and learning that that's really how they work and how they learn best. Yeah, um, yeah that's been another thing that we've learnt along the way. Fantastic. Yeah. That's great. Okay, so all three of you, go back to the beginning, this exact same time last year, Year 7s are about to get ready to come on board you're going to give yourself one piece of advice that you know is going to be invaluable that you wish you could have had right at that particular point what would it be planning what kind of planning 
planning that we would be in a different position that we than what we were this year. So you jump out of your time machine, yep. <laughs> potentially risking a space-time paradox. We've all seen Back yeah, to the Future. We yeah. know how it goes. I te- teach sci-fi, so it's all good. Brilliant. We've got to high-five again because this is very cool. Know, it's way too similar. So yeah. um, you jump out, you risk it, and you go, hey, by the way, this is a little nugget of information, not just about the planning, but this is what you're not going to foresee. What's going to be that thing? Um, well, I wasn't obviously on staff at the end of last year, mm-hmm. but coming into Kildare, I'd probably just remind us all that Year 7s are going to be very different and that we're okay. going to have teeth coming out mm-hmm. <laughs> and things that we hadn't prepared for or seen before and that we need to adjust not only on the fly but pre-prepare ourselves that these 7s are going to be different from 8s just because I know coming in there were some assumptions that 7s would sort of be similar already to the year eights. Right, they, they kind of grow in. into the yes. high school setting. Yeah. They and wouldn't what, be much yeah. different. Yeah. And we found that the high school setting has instead has to change in response to them. Okay. So, mm-hmm. okay. And even my older students in year 10 have noticed, oh, the school's really different now compared to two years ago now that we've got sevens in and all these different changes. So, so. would you say that the school has had to change more than the students have had to change? If it was sort of like a yes, percent, yes. if you had to do a percentage split, yes. what would you say? So not 50-50. So it's going to go a 50-50 be? split. Oh, you were going to go 50-50? I was. 50, okay. I was thinking it was a 50-50 at the it moment. It has had to come and meet halfway. Yeah, it's a 50-50 yeah. at the moment and now we're in the, and, and like what we were talking about um, yesterday um, with Gabrielle, it's now in that next stage where it's got to be, a, like I'd say, a 60-40 shift, that 60 mm. has got to go back with the kids and or 60% leadership have to change right? and um, change some things so that the kids can flourish even more. Yeah, right. So the school's mm. got to change even more. The school's more. got to change even more. Wow. Mm. Does that surprise you? No. No. Why doesn't that surprise you? Why did you think that that was going to be the case? Why did you think, like, so, so clearly you had it in your head right from the get-go. You know, as a middle school trained person, you like you had thought right from the get-go, no, the school is going to have to bend more than the students. I'm only saying that because I've heard so many people in a secondary setting go, oh, it's going to be okay, the year sevens are just going to kind of come up to meet them and they'll find their own place and they're just going to kind of like keep going. But you didn't think that was going to be the case. No, so say going back even to your other question, the golden nugget, that, okay. would, that would be that go in, have more evidence and fight for what you need for the students to make that change. Mm. How about you, Hannah? What do you think? My golden nugget. What's your golden nugget? (laughs) Um, There's lots of things. Definitely, like I said before, the patience, knowing it's okay to make mistakes. Um, It's new and Mm. it's okay to make yeah. mistakes and we can't You're not be, going to be completely ready I, I no can't matter be, what I'm happens. not an expert at this yet, yeah. but I'm excited about it and I think that's the most important thing. I think so, um, yeah. That I have the excitement. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, making mistakes, being patient and learning for me personally as well, if I could go back, the information that I have... It's, I guess it's information that I've learned from um, being you know, in this network, as an example, yeah. for all the things that I have learned, but it's the on-the-ground stuff as well. Yeah. yeah I, could, I, I couldn't have... You can only experience... Oh, sorry, you can only... Really, what I've learned is the on-the-ground stuff. I know the research. I know the things that I have... Um, looked into and been and things that have been shared with me um, but it's yeah on ground and I just had no idea yeah I've <laughs> learned that's what I guess what I'm saying is I have learned a lot yeah, yeah. and the yeah. network's been helpful really hugely supportive. Yeah. yeah hugely and to have people um, around that are so willing to be supportive mm. and share mm. is the most important thing because you know in our school we um, I think we said before, in, and probably a lot of the high schools, um, that the secondary schools, we've got teachers that have only taught 
or been trained secondary and may not even really be very willing to teach the year sevens um, and a lot of schools would we know we've mm. spoken to teachers that have experienced that mm. um, so yeah I think with the network um, you know I have learnt that I need to teach others and by sharing with the people in the network we will get there okay. yeah brilliant Tony, how are you going? Good. Good. So, something, you're here from St. Mark's up in Perry, so lovely that you're down here with us today. Thank you. Um, now, what a lot of people don't know, and what I didn't know until yesterday, was in actual fact that St. Mark's did their transition last year Yes. Along with Gleason, Gleason got all the fanfare. Yes, because I guess yes. maybe it being the metro school, it was quite closer to to what everyone was kind of thinking. But you did it early as well, yes. so it makes you kind of like uh, real trailblazers in a sense that you were the first like country school to have done this. And there'll be no other country schools at all up in your neck of the woods that would be that would be a year seven um, no. to twelve school no. on the whole. No. So coming into this year, how has this year been different to last year? So uh, we learned a lot from our first year. Um, what was the, if you had to pick one thing that was the thing that you learned the most from it, what would that be? Um, to slow them down at the start of the year. So uh, the first, for the first year that we came over, um, three teachers from the primary school came with them. So we um, went to high school and I was one of them. Mm -hmm. um, Can you give people just a bit of a background on what, because St Mark's is kind of interesting because you've got schools at different yes. ends of the road. One's the, so yeah. We are R to 12, but we are separated into, now it's R to 6 and 7 to 12, um, with a big space in between us. So we can't connect easily. We connect a few times a year for special events, but there's the farm, the ag in between us, couple of ovals, paddocks. So it's um, like to walk the kids, it's 10 minutes. We don't cross over easily. So we kind of run as two separate schools. Okay. So what, um, so this year's a bit, well, let, let's talk about sort of the strategies that you guys have employed in order for the transition. Talk to us about wellbeing weeks one and two. Okay, so that was new this year. Um, we found when we bought our sevens over last year, um, they had senior school teachers um, for a lot of subjects and it was uh, very quickly in the first week they were given um, subject overviews, their due dates for the whole term yeah. and this is what we're doing, this is what we're doing and straight into it week one and coming from the primary school we know we do all those get to know you, um, yeah. artwork and make the space ours and the the children started to, um, it took a few weeks, but they started to show some anxiety of not coping with that. Mm. Right. So they went from one teacher who gave them that, then the next teacher who gave them that, and they yeah. were really overwhelmed. There was lots of assumed stuff that, um, like open your laptops and do this. For some kids, they got their laptop at Christmas. Yeah. They didn't know how to do that stuff. They didn't know how to work their scientific calculator. and. So this year we decided that uh, week one and two, we called it wellbeing week, and we split things up into subjects. So in maths, for the first two weeks, they played games on their calculators, learnt how to use their calculators. And the maths teachers took them through sector, how to access their sector and what they can do on there and where mm -hmm. the teachers will put stuff. Um, religion, they did the real getting to know you. They made the stuff for their classroom because they had a core classroom. Um, the relational stuff. The first year we only had one student from another school, all the rest were St Mark's. 
right. kids. This year we had 15. Wow. So, and next year we've got over 20. So What do you think that's changed? Clearly you guys are doing something right. Yeah, I think it was mainly let's see how it goes the first year. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully, well, it sounds like it's been successful. It has its huge ups and downs, but generally there's some confidence in the community um, that we've, uh, we've got more this year Yeah. and then more... For next year so if you've also then got I'm, I'm imagining if you guys are the only um, 7 to 12 school mm. around yeah. like we were talking Janet was talking about that earlier relationships with the rest of the community schools around the community that would have to be affected by by that are you is that something that's yeah. on your radar in your sphere I suppose we're not really um feeling it. We were just very mindful that some come from very small country schools. So mm. if we take their sevens, it's, you know, five or six kids, that's a, a lot that we're taking yeah. from them. And we found that this year a lot did come from a small town close to us, Crystal Brook. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it sounds horrible, but there wasn't much we could do about it. Those parents were making that choice to send them. Yeah. Um, but we, we do have a good relationship with the other schools yeah. around so and, okay. and they're very good with the transition and phone calls and giving us everything we need for for the kids um and that's those kids this year some of them have found that huge coming from one of six to now they're one of 70. yeah and some of them now are still dealing with that overwhelmed being the big fish yeah and then now it's very yeah and what sort of did you have do you have to change the way in which you look um at um, student well-being from a school's perspective when with the, with this kind of idea uh, definitely and being more relational and those and getting teachers to realize it's okay just to slow down in year seven there is time and like I know with we have to put all our curriculum on sector and our assessments and I stand still even with my year eights that is so fluid I won't stick to that because if we need longer we need shorter that'll come off and that'll change if I do three instead of four, whereas I had pressure the first year and I went with it, you know, mm. no, you all have to do the same assessment. You all have to do it at the same time and it will be given this. We were missing that explicit teaching then because we were sticking to these, mm-hmm. oh, I've got to get these assessment pieces done. Yeah. Then they weren't achieving success because they weren't getting the explicit stuff. So this year we've just said, no, no, that's not what they need. And if you, we need to build that into your eight or your nine or you'll still be saying in your 10, they can't write properly and they can't do this because we're not giving it. So, yeah, some of us stick to that and I think others uh, in the school who are more senior are starting to realise that, yeah, that has to be that and it's not those four assessment pieces are not be all and end all. Yeah, right, and that, that does change the culture, doesn't it, of how teachers teach then? Yeah. It's got to change that. How has it been working with your staff on that? Have, has everyone been pretty receptive to the idea of, of, of the change or have there been, I used the word pushback before and that was the wrong thing, but just resistance, discomfort yeah. at, at doing yeah. that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And very much um, a lot of mindset, well, they're in the big school now, so they run like they're in the big school. Right. And so that's, that's still work in progress, um, still still trying to push for structures and things that they are 11 and 12 year olds no matter which campus they're at so teach them like 11 and 12 and teach the year eights like year eights doesn't matter where they are Mm. 
so what Kathy was saying before about the idea of, of schools really needing to meet students halfway, did that resonate with you? Yes. It does? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything else that was that the Kildare teachers were talking about that you just went, oh yeah, definitely? Lots of it. Yeah? Yeah. Anything that was different to your, your experience? I, I hear that they I love the hums and the STEM. We're very still very um, we have a core teacher mm-hmm. um, for some of our year seven classes, not all of them. One of our year seven classes still has about eight or nine teachers. Um, and we've found that a real challenge. So mm. I love I love if that would be my dream, mm. that would be where we to move into those integrated yes, subjects. Because yeah. as a primary school teacher and, I, and hearing you say, you know, we can have this one, one task or inquiry, but we're getting so much from it, whereas mm. now they're getting assessed in English on English mm. and in Hass on Hass mm. and in Maths on Maths, whereas mm. in primary school we would have one inquiry, but we were mm. assessing lots of stuff. May I respond to that too? Oh, absolutely. Please, um, yeah, uh, jump in the only reason why I would want to is because what we've also discovered is because the teacher Teachers don't have the skills to integrate and they're scared of it. Mm-hmm. They don't understand how to do it. To do it yeah. So they, we need to um, provide at our college PD so yeah. that they, they learn and understand there's nothing scary about it and how mm-hmm. you can create a unit of work and multiply assess it. Yes. So yep. I think that's what we've discovered as I've gone through the journey. It's like, why is this resistance? Why do you want to keep pulling this out and letting it sit on its own? Because like for me, I was thinking, well, I don't know what the problem is. I think this is really easy. This is fantastic for the kids. But it's because they haven't gone through that process of learning and understanding how to actually do an integrated yeah. Yeah. unit of work. And I think it's yeah. really important that for the school to give time for that planning to mm-hmm. happen, um, which is where we still need to go with that. Yes. So for that quality teaching and learning, there needs to be time, time spent to mm-hmm. set up those units yeah right so it is something that you're wanting to try to to do if you can yeah yeah Yeah. Mm. okay so you we were having a bit of a chat about this before and the fact that we're kind of a little bit in the same boat in terms of having sort of like sons of a particular age who are in that middle schooling Mm -hmm. space and so like essentially you're sort of teaching middle schooling to precisely the same age and sort of um uh year level that your your own son is at like Mm -hmm. I'd be curious to know for you, how does being a mum to a boy of that age inform your teaching and how does being a teacher middle school age inform being a mum? Do they talk to each other? Yes, yes. So, um, so I was a year seven teacher at the primary school and I suppose I could, was always thinking as I was watching my youngest in year seven at high school, you know, he's missing out on that or he's not getting to do that like what what was he missing out on you know all those leadership things and the being the buddy to the reception so Mm. i saw that what the sevens were at benedict which is our primary campus was very um grown up and responsible and taking on this leadership roles and then I saw them come to high school and they were babied a little and they just they melted away from that stepping up kind of uh, being those responsible kids because nothing much was expected of them but just come and settle in yeah so jump into the slipstream yeah Yeah. I feel they were kind of still craving craving that because they know that they could do it Mm. and they knew that they were missing it but they weren't given um, maybe enough opportunity to do it so I suppose it informed us more for this next year in trying to give the sevens more agency to have responsibility in the classrooms, in their classrooms, um, with house leaders. So the, they have a house leaders in year seven. 
and the teacher house leaders trying to get them to be more engaged in things. We've been doing some transition this term with our sixes and we've involved our sevens in that to help them come over just for informal visits and activities and games and things. So, um, and expecting, I suppose, just expect they would, they were treated maybe like babies, not babies, but you know, yeah. very young. And um, whereas now we know that that's not what they, they weren't craving that, they were craving that keep, keep us going, we're on a path and let's keep going there. So. Yeah, and I suppose my son, he, um, a few things that he, he didn't say, you know, he doesn't talk much, like sons don't, yes. but... Um, <laughs> can relate. One activity we did, and I think it was um, Catherine Swain's activity, was about, we noticed a real slump at the end of term one. Um, so the, This year or last year? Last year. Okay, so from your first term of, of having year sevens on board. Yeah. Yeah. So they were, I was getting the parent phone calls, you know, they don't want to come to school, Tony, they're worried about this, they can't manage this. Mm -hmm. So we got them to, on a piece of paper in a year level meeting, they drew themselves, there was not much direction, but draw yourself in your primary school classroom and draw yourself in your high school classroom. Right, yeah. That told us heaps. Mm -hmm. What did it tell you? Um, what were the differences, the sort of the key differences? There was lots of smiling faces and the uh -huh. teacher was smiling. And um, then in the high school, there was lots of question mark bubbles and we don't understand. Right. And the teacher away from them. Yeah. That's a fantastic activity. Mm. It was really Very good. telling, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and my, my son's was like that as well. That, right. Uh, he... And he wrote, I think the teacher was like saying a joke and all the kids were laughing. So they were, it was, she was showing me there was, he's missing that relationship, whereas the teacher was a bit more removed. Yeah. And that was a challenge for me as a teacher too. Like I was thinking in week five or six, I still don't have relationship with these kids because mm -hmm. I'm popping in 40 minutes and popping out. And so it took what takes maybe a couple of weeks at primary school, because you're with them all day, yeah. to really build that. Mm. I still was getting there. Right, so it's not then just about um, and what Cathy was talking about in terms of this idea of integrated learning subject interaction with each other, but it's having that core teacher who's there to build the yes. relationship is really important. Yep, yeah, very much so. Best part over the last couple of years? I mean, with these guys, it'd be like going just of this year, but over the last couple of years, what, if you had to hold up one moment as being the great success of the Year 7 transition, what would that be? Well, if you speak to our, our, our kids, they love it. They love the movement. And I suppose for our boys, like it's really good that they do get up and they get the movement. Yeah. Um, we've had our ups and downs, I suppose. We've gone forward and backwards. So Talk to me about that. Um, when we came to high school, it was that the kids would have core teachers be in core classrooms. Um, and that that happened. This year it hasn't quite happened. Yeah. So um, we went, we regressed a little, I suppose. What does that look like when you regress a bit? That uh, looks like the students in the class with the core teacher, um, there is a real different feel in there. They have ownership, they are relational, they're engaged. Um, the children with special needs are grabbed and being really supportive. Yeah. The one without the core teacher is, um, there's been a few children in there with uh, really learning difficulties and uh, they are kind of have slipped through because every 40 minutes they've got a new yep. teacher and I teach in those other two and it's a bit, it's less engaged and less excitement. Yeah, right, mm. I see. 
So if you had to hold up one specific moment over the last couple of years that you go, this is this is what I'm doing all this for. This is and this is what I hope we can keep repeating and doing. If there was one particular block of time or one particular thing that happened, I don't know if it sums it up, but Wellbeing Week was really great. Um, yeah, the kids loved it. The teachers it was a t- maybe a little turning point for some of the teachers to oh, okay. this relationship. And I hear teachers now say, uh, I heard some just last week say, I love my year seven class. Like, they're so much mm. fun. Yeah. And they're like, I love the energy. So they're starting to really appreciate that um, that's what they can get from them if there's that relationship and rapport in the classroom. Yeah. Mm. What's been the biggest challenge that you've, that you've come across that you wouldn't have foreseen happening? Probably the timetable. Like okay. It's been our biggest challenge to getting where we need to go is that um, it's not a, hasn't been a focus to get this working. We know what we want, but then when it goes to, well, this is now how it is, that's been our biggest challenge, I think. Okay, timetabling, can you go into that a bit more details because I'm not too sure what you mean. Um, Well, that's why there's not core teachers this year because I think it was difficult to timetable that. But we know that there is next year. So they've, um, you know, we've reassessed and yes, we do see that that's real value, so it, they have their core teachers next year. And in the first year, you know, some of our year sevens finished Friday afternoon on a double maths. I always remember that from high school. Yeah. Didn't get any better as you no, went through the yeah, year levels. No, and uh, that's wasted really because you're not going to get maths mm. from them. No. In the primary school, Friday afternoons was fitness or art. Yeah, definitely. Got from them. So challenges like that, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. You, you already had a school, two campuses, you know, one went from R to seven to R to six and the, mm-hmm. the high school went from um, eight to 12 to seven to 12. Mm. What do you think has um, moving all of the middle school into the high school given St. Mark's? Has it given it anything? Is it a different place? Is it a better place? Is it, a, is it, is it just more difficulty at this stage? Like what, how has it changed the landscape of the mm. school? So I didn't know the high school before, but um, I know that the the high school teachers say it's given it a bit of a buzz. Like yeah. The, the kids, you know, bring a buzz and an excitement and running in the playground and um, stuff like that. I know that the the uh, Benedict, the primary school, they say that they miss the year sevens. You know, it's given a bit of a quieter feel and they don't have those bit older kids. You know, the year sixes are doing a good job and repl- trying to do those jobs yeah have you had a chance to go back and see the school since yeah yeah, i popped back what does it it look different to you now yeah what looks different the the year sixes are year sixes you know and just that there was this real pride of being a year seven Mm. yeah school that hasn't translated to the year six senior yeah it is but they are kids who are a year or two younger trying to do the same things yeah that makes sense have they sort of changed have they sort of stepped up a bit we were talking beforehand about you know seeing that visible difference in the way that the year sevens were do you mm-hmm. see the year sixes has there been any change in in them yeah, um, that you've but, observed um well from the year six teachers talking to me yeah, yeah. that they're stepping up and um taking on on things and um the responsibility of their little buddy in reception and they go on a little overnight camp now and so doing, yeah. I think that 
your, I guess, experience is is different from others in that you've moved from like a primary setting to a secondary setting. Mm. So um, to ask the question of going, you know, how do you feel like that you've grown as a teacher would be much more pronounced because you've had such a, you know, you've moved schools, you've moved mm. um, education settings. Mm. How do you think that you've kind of grown if you had to pinpoint like just one thing? It was it was a real roller coaster. I went in a real slump for a while there and thought, this is not me, I'll go back. Really? Um, How long just, did you feel that way for? If you don't mind me asking, I don't want to ask any prime yeah, no, questions. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, probably for a few terms. Yeah, really? Um, I just couldn't get used to this 40 minutes and we're done. And I've got to be somewhere else now and I've got to pack up and be somewhere and switch to that. Yeah. And my kids might have been really engaged and it's just over. And then a double lesson, like doing 80 minutes of something sometimes was, was a lot. Um, and not having my class. You know, we're in primary school, we have our kids, our class, and so. But then I, I've, I love teaching. I've got a year nine class this year, and I love it. And, and I've got a year eight class, and I love it. So that's been surprising to me. I always really? thought I was primary, primary only. And what um, is it that teaching kids in that sort of um, upper middle stuff? What has that given you that being a primary school, just straight primary school, didn't? Yeah, like different relationship with the kids. Yeah, Most, how so? So it's a less needy relationship and a bit learning. I have an all girls class for year nine, so it's mm -hmm. right journey. And uh, just learning where they're at, because I had them in year seven, and how it's changed and the challenges with that. And I think I'm learning that and growing with them. But my year eight English, when you're talking about sitting on the floor, we had this challenge for book week that we would I would read them a picture book mm -hmm. for a couple of weeks. And they were like, can we sit on the floor, but can we bring our chairs? So they weren't quite okay with, they wanted to come and all be together. All right. So, yeah. Again, that 50-50 compromise. We'll sit on the mat, but we want to yeah. sit on a chair. Yeah. And I didn't say, let's come to the floor, but they wanted to, because they remembered that from... Yeah, right. Yeah. Just not ready to let go. No. Completely. And still loved it. Yeah, still loves coming and hearing a picture book and mm. having a chat about it. So, which maybe I wouldn't have thought. So I'm learning all the time. Mm. Yeah, right. Mm. So it sounds like this. It's been full-on experience. Yeah. The whole thing's been big. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Okay, you get to get into your DeLorean. You get to go back to. <laughs> okay. okay, and I guess further back. So back to you know, I guess um, um, right at the very start of this whole network because that was exactly yep. the time that you would have jumped into it as well around that time before the transition took place. Yeah. You could give yourself the advice to the person you now to that person then what would you say don't rush it yeah take the time this sounds to, like a theme it's developing to yeah. really think about everything and don't and have the have a solid plan and to um and then when the kids are there just spend those first few weeks mm. don't worry about the curriculum for a little while because once you set them up they're ready to learn whereas we kind of rushed them in and they weren't ready anyway so you're not really wasting time you're gaining time mm. Um, yeah, they would be my biggest ones. Yeah, how has um, working with the um, with the network helped you? Yeah, awesomely. I wish that I'd had that the year before. Yeah, really. Yeah, and even I just remember that first day with Donna two years ago. I didn't know. I didn't have a lot of that knowledge about middle years learners, and I remember I can't remember the percentage, but she said there was a huge percentage of our uh, middle years. It shows that they disengage. Yeah, and I just mm -hmm. thought, wow. So what do we get? You know, that's so sad. Mm -hmm. 
knowing I know how engaged they were from primary school, like what happens? So that was a huge drive for me. And probably one other thing, yeah. we, we do um, professional reviews at school. So the year before we came over, we were really encouraged for those of us going to the primary school to go over and do our buddy lesson, you know, what, watching another lesson, our mentor lesson with mm-hmm. the high school. And the high school teachers came to our lessons mm-hmm. and they were just blown away. They hadn't seen. Mm-hmm. And a couple said, what happens in your eight? Like they're all over you, thousand questions hands up what happens in those holidays that they come then and sit in a classroom and what do you think happens i think the kids perceive that's that's high school that's how they have to be yeah and the teachers didn't know different so they didn't challenge that whereas i think now that a few of them have been over they they keep persisting to get that back out of them yeah right that interaction because they want it still and the teacher in front of the class makes the biggest impact, I yeah. think, like choosing them wisely, that they that they want to be teaching our sevens, eights and nines mm-hmm. and they're okay to make mistakes, try something out mm-hmm. that doesn't work, so that's okay and I say that to the kids, or, you know, tried that, didn't work. Um, but a passionate teacher is 95% the, yeah. the yeah. answer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where you are. Like at the moment, there's a toss-up at our school about classroom. We have our sevens in core classrooms in a little area that maybe teachers are going to be given a classroom and all the kids come to them. I like the core classroom, but at the end of the day, if my battle is the teachers or the classroom, put the teachers in, put Mm -hmm. the right teachers who want to be there with the Mm -hmm. kids. Yeah, right. You you say say battle, it shows that there is going to be a bit of a, it's not all going to go the way that, that no. you're hoping it will. No. Has, that, has that been challenging for you along yeah. the way dealing with that? So there's three of us normally here, um, Jess and Tom are normally here, but yeah. these network days is what's coming and checking in. We'd go and we're like, we're not going to lose. Mm. Well, we kind of did. We went in a slump <laughs> and <laughs> Gab got us through that and these mm. work days, workshop days got us through that. No, this is important enough that we'll keep this on the table. We're yes. not going to let this go. So even with the challenges that you're finding at the school and introducing these kinds of things, keeping the network has kept you pretty much on focus, yep. on task. This and is doable. Us, this is why we're doing it. Our kids is why we do it. And this, all of the evidence shows that this is the best thing for them. So why aren't we doing it? And we've got to keep going until we get it. Brilliant. Thank you. Yes. Big round of applause, everybody. <laughs> Does anyone have any sort of comments, follow-up things that I'd like to ask any of these guys? Or? You reminded me of a lot of things that um, especially Hannah and I talked about um, in our first few weeks yeah. when we would um, wonder what was happening when we had a triple lesson with them and they were going nuts. Mm. <laughs> and then you would maybe halfway through, you would um, we would give them the break yep. and we would take them out into the yard yep. and what they would do and we were like, oh, my God. Yes. You know, what would they do? Oh, climbing trees, oh, climbing trees. tables, running, sprinting. Playing tag. Playing yeah. tag. Which we weren't used to no. seeing. Yeah. So the eights <laughs> weren't like that. So what are they doing? They're playing. Yeah. All the things they should. <laughs> but, but it's just, it's beautiful. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And, yeah. and now it. I see that, because that, you know how you said the, the maths and the, mm. the, you know, for us it would be lesson six, seven on a Friday maths. Yeah. Yeah. But yes. we, Kathy and I have mm. our hum, so our hum, we, we see them for 10 lessons a week and we have a core classroom 
um, that they come to to see us and we have triple hums on Friday. And sometimes it's hard. Yeah. But most of the time it's the best thing in the world because we get them at, you know, for those three lessons um, and they are able to learn lots because Mm. we can break it up and it is Friday but we've learned to do things like take them out, take them to the park. Take yeah. them, you know, it's, yeah. We do things together. Yeah. We've just, they worked out on at my last lesson and then I pitched it to Hannah. They've created an integrated unit that we can eat. We've even integrated maths and we, we don't need the maths approval. Yeah. We're going to walk to McDonald's and I said to Hannah, you're in on this. So we're going to take them for a walk to Macca's and we're going to work out Hannah's class will go one way, my class will go another and they're going to do history of McDonald's and they're Stuff with eating, maths Have in you there. Seen the founder movie? That's what they're so going to watch. Good. Yeah, yes. but they created this unit, and I said, That's "Look, awesome. Hannah, what do you think? Should mm. we pull it off on our last triple? You know, for the year, mm. we'll take mm. them, we'll do this." Yeah. And they created their assessment, and um, I said, "Hannah," and she said, "Yeah." So I'm How like, much will they love it? They, will, yeah. they created it. That's they love right. it, and you know what? We can assess against them easily. Yeah. Exactly. Are they going to do a persuasive? A persuasive and they're going to do a narrative about when they're at mcdonald's write about what they see and feel mm. and taste mm. okay awesome yeah mm. we call our little breaks brain breaks yeah yeah, so mm. yeah. yeah. we had to change they some into meditation them. just dance as well just dance oh yeah we yeah. do that on friday yeah. so we have a friday <laughs> dance off cahoots yeah. yeah they love cahoots yeah we do them time yes <laughs> but we had to do meditation walks because we got told off because we we're too rowdy so I've tailored that to fit in with the school that we'll do a meditation walk. walk yeah. So they get to walk, but they're not allowed to talk mm-hmm. until we get to a certain spot. Spot, yeah. No problem at all. Mm. They're fine with that. Mm. Let's meditate through the school as we go through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they certainly need it though. And we've got the um, do you have the wob- I call them wobbly stools. I don't know what they. We don't. No. They're great for those who need movement. Yeah. Um, so we've taken those. There's, they're in our seven, eight, nine classes as well. Yeah. We um, decked out our own classrooms. One of our uh, meetings that we had with um, the network was the importance of um, having their own, you know, having the bean bags and the and the mats and yeah. the chairs and pillows. that kind of. Mm. Sorry, the our pillows, our pillows and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So um, we went and got it all ourselves mm. and put awesome. it in there, and it made a massive difference. Yeah. It seems mm. that having the opportunity that you have as, as a director of learning has been... Leader of learning. Sorry, leader of learning. Mm. Beg your pardon, director of learning. Sorry. Well, no, these titles, yeah. they, they matter. They mean things. <laughs> but, I mean, have you found... I mean, if, we, if we're going to be frank about this, have you found that being in that in that position that you're in has made this working on this vision way easier way easier and absolutely fantastic that the school has had leaders of learning because we work across um we've got 15 teachers each the three of us so our focus has been pedagogy across the school yeah so that has been amazing so that's been fantastic because we don't work in silos anymore um so from a whole school uh, improvement that's been terrific which has really then also um very much helped middle years and very much helped with the sevens mm. definitely thank you Thanks. the for teachers podcast is a production of archd radio music for this episode by lee rosevier if you enjoyed the for teachers podcast please subscribe and tell other teachers and educators about it and be sure to check out our other podcast school life which focuses on schools from the students perspectives it's available wherever you get your podcasts 
My name is James Meston. I'll be back soon with another podcast about teaching for teachers. <laughs>